Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. I can't tell you how much this merger between the PGA Tour and the LIV Tour, the Live Tour, has got people out of their heads and people are digging up all the old stuff. This was uh, the head of um, uh, the PGA Tour, uh, Jay Monahan. This was him, was this a year ago? I think it was a year ago. Now, maybe you missed it. The PGA Tour, the LIV uh, Golf, which is backed by the Saudis, they're merging. All of this fight, and Phil Mickelson's going over here, and Greg Norman's leading this group, and you can't belong here, and people are making decisions. Well, now, all of a sudden, it's all over. Everything's totally fine. They've found themselves falling in in love. And they're coming together. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. But understand they were all told, how dare you take that Saudi money? Every single one of them was told this. How do you take that Saudi money? This was the head, the chief of the PGA Tour, Jay Monahan. On TV, on CBS, speaking to Jim Nance. 9-11 families united sent a letter to the representatives of Phil, Dustin, Bryson, Reed, and others, quote, expressing their outrage towards the golfers for participating in the new league and accusing them of sports washing and betraying the United States, end quote. And that's gotten a lot of steam over the last 24 hours. That story first reported again in the New York Post. How much did you talk to your players about the possible ramifications if they sign on with the new league? Well, I talked to players. I've talked at a player meeting, and I've and I've talked to a number of players uh, individually uh, for a long period of time. And I think you'd have to be living under a rock to not know that there are significant implications. And as it relates to the families of 9-11, uh, I have two families that are close to me that lost loved ones. And so my heart goes out to them. And I would ask, you know, any player that has left or any player that would ever consider leaving have you ever had to apologize for being a member of the pga tour you do now you do now oh oh i the extent i know about golf guys i was discussing this earlier is extremely limited it's not my sport it's not my bag this guy is a putz you went out there. You made. You tried to guilt people. You can't belong to that group. Are you going to have to apologize for taking that Saudi money? You know they killed my friends on September 11th. And now you've created a happy deal with them? The people who belong to LIV, they are owed apologies. And you, I think this guy's got to go. You can't be that kind of just in your face what's the word is there a word worse than hypocrite i used putts i could be close to join the liv tour to liv golf or live golf that is an insult to all of those who lost loved ones on 9 11 
But when I merge with them, it's a great day. Holy crap. Remember, you have to have a code. You have to have morals. You have to live by a certain creed. They, they can do anything they damn well want. They can do anything they damn well want. Let me give you another example. Bring it back to politics. The governor of California, Gavin Newsom, wants to charge Ron DeSantis with kidnapping. Let me say that again. The governor of California, Gavin Newsom, wants to charge the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, with kidnapping. Why? Because Ron DeSantis has been flying illegal immigrants to Sacramento. So they believe in, in California that Florida played a role in trans, transporting them from Texas via New Mexico. Kidnapping. When people are coming across the border and they're just staying in Texas, you're a, you're a sanctuary state and you have sanctuary cities and you're, 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 uh, you're loving on, on, on this illegal person and, 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 and how dare we have uh, immigration and customs enforcement and don't listen to the law over here. But when they're coming to your backyard, now we're going to charge people with kidnapping. You putts. See, I thought chump would be the better word there. But since I'd used it previously regarding the uh, PGA guy, I figured I would just carry it along. But now I'm going to go with chump. Because he's more of a, a chump, putz, putz, chump. Is this a question of Yiddish or not Yiddish? Because they're different words. Ah, we'll leave it for later. What a tool. Better. Better, Tony. Well done. Well played. You're a wordsmith. Kidnapping charges. People coming across the border are not coming to Brownsville. They're not coming to McAllen. They're not coming to El Paso. They're coming to America. And so everyone's got to deal with the issue. Everyone has got to deal with the issue. Everyone's got to put up with it. But it's the... You know, I I actually do despise the word hypocrisy because it gets used too easily. I think it's a very low-hanging fruit kind of conversation. But what do you say about this this tour commissioner, Jay Monahan? I mean, this is what he said to Jim Nance on CBS. Go back. You'd have to be living under a rock to not know that there are significant implications. And as it relates to the families of 9-11, I have two families that are close to me that lost loved ones. And so my heart goes out to them. And I would ask, you know, any player that has left or any player that would ever consider leaving, have you ever had to apologize for being a member of the PGA Tour? That question now has to be asked everywhere. You can't belong to the LIV group, the LIV golf group, Live Golf, whatever they called it, because the Saudis back it. But now they can merge. That is the kind of thing that gets people crazy. 
Here's Gavin Newsom telling you how to live, how to act. you got to act within the law. Unless, of course, I want to go out to dinner while you're in lockdown, in which case I can go to French Laundry, one of the finest restaurants in the nation, and I can go out for dinner. That's fine. And Speaker Pelosi, then Speaker Pelosi, she can go out and get, uh, get her hair done. That's fine. You go to jail. And if you were to open your business because somebody else wants to go out to dinner, you go to jail. But he can do whatever. There has to come a moment where even that is people are held to account. That we, we simply don't allow the, 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 the lecturing. If he had said, look, I don't think people should join this other tour. I think we're a much better tour and we're going to fight to ensure that we're the best tour. That would have been a fine thing. To say, oh my gosh, the the Saudis and and uh, oh, you and you're you're going to be ashamed of yourself and look what they d-, and then merge with them. That how do how does anybody even begin to look themselves in the eye, right? How do how do you, how do you look in a mirror? Gavin Newsom wants to lecture to others. He actually puts up these. Uh, um, Billboards in Florida about how great California is. That's 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 hilarious. He wants to lecture about the law. How many times is someone like him not paying attention? The law. He doesn't care. He didn't care. He cared about it for you. You had to live by it. I think this is where the the, the greatest divide is. Um. The, the divide is in these people who think that the rules don't apply to them. They shouldn't have to listen to the rules. They shouldn't have to be subject to them. There's something about them that is more important and more valuable. And then you have a press corps that's willing to let them get away with it, which is codifying this feeling that they've decided that they don't have to listen to the rules. You know, rules for thee and not for me is is something else. Meanwhile, uh, back to this uh, golf thing, the uh, same Jay Monahan is on CNBC and he's getting the what for from Faber. You think they're going to respond positively? I mean, you're describing a scenario under which PIF at some point could have the majority of the economics, correct me if I'm wrong, of this entity. Essentially, the Saudis sort of people will say, oh, they control golf around the world. I'm just curious as to what you think the response is going to be. Well, listen, a lot of people have been reading about the tension um, and that we've talked a lot. Um, And I said previously that we were going down our path, they were going down theirs. And today, that tension goes away. The litigation is dropped. We're announcing to the world that on behalf of this game, we're coming together. And it's, it's less about how people respond today, and it's all about how people respond in 10 years. And when they see the impact that we're having on this game together, There'll be a lot of smiles on people's faces and there'll be a lot more people playing this game all over the world. And if you're a young player that wants to get to the highest level of the game today, you'll be more inspired than you've ever been. A year ago, you told people that they were associated with LIV golf. They were aiding and abetting and supporting terrorists. And today they're inspired. 
I got to tell you, I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know if this guy's going to keep his job or not, but holy hell, people hate that crap. Count me in on hating that crap. I'm Tony Katz. Daily Wire is reporting that Nike has a uh, an email that has been sent out that states uh, that this year's theme for Pride Month, quote, is together we are undeniable. The LGBTQIA plus community continues to fight for equality, their fight to be themselves. And the event is going to host a panel discussion with Dr. Blair Peters, a surgeon at the Oregon Health and Science University who is admitted to performing gender-affirming mastectomies on minors. Oh! So your plan, Nike, is to, while you're making shoes with slave labor, is to have panel conversations with surgeons who mutilate kids. Gotcha. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Oh, damn. This is, and by the way, uh, Blair Peters, uh, who uses um, pronouns, lives a TikTok pointing out in May of 2022, uh, a tweet where uh, he wrote, and I'm quoting, I perform gender-affirming mastectomies. Top surgeries, they're called, uh, because, you know, you don't want to call them what they are. For three young adults and adolescents today, all had supportive parents present. You could see the family relief the second we wheeled back to the OR. I could sense the shift. We made it. We have a chance. This is a doctor proud of mutilating kids. We're going to look back at this. People are going to look back at this and say, my God, what did we do? You know what you and I are going to say? We fought it like you wouldn't believe. These gender-affirming care, it's mutilation. And there are people proud of it. They're proud of mutilating kids. Of course they should be ashamed of themselves. It's not gender-affirming care. It's preying on the innocent. It's preying on children. We won't even get into the preying on autistic children, which the studies show. Twisted. Just like it's twisted. The First of all, the whole Pride Month thing is such nonsense. Because this isn't about people who are gay. This is about a political movement. And the political movement believes in the abusing of and the mutilation of children. Put that just to the side just for a moment as if you somehow could. This is about a political movement. It'd be one thing if you wanted to have a parade or a festival. Doesn't bother me any. Avail yourself of your First Amendment rights. Now, if you're advocating for the mutilation of children, we may have an issue with it. If you want to have a popcorn machine and have speeches, knock yourself out. Not going to get any opposition from me. Get it organized. Get it done. Make sure that you have a good time. Clean up after yourselves. I've got nothing left after that. Advocating for the mutilation of children and claiming that those who don't affirm care are the problem, which a lot of these groups do, that's despicable. 
they the 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 idea of a parade, the idea of, of not not a bother. Why do you feel the need to have pride events, pride quotes, in elementary schools? Why are teachers dressing up? Some places kids are already out of school. Some places kids are still in school, and there are videos of of people dressing up. They're they're wearing rainbow color shirts or rainbow color tutus, or they're dressing as unicorns. And then the kids are skipping through school and there's big rainbows everywhere. And then there are performances from drag queens. Why? The only answer is we want to tear kids away from their parents and we are desperate to destroy the fabric of Western civilization. Of course, this is Marxism as defined but I think the, 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 the more basic question is, well, why do you feel the need to do that in front of a nine-year-old? Why do you feel that need? When we take a look at cultures that have child brides, you know what we say? That's disgusting. You know why? Because it is. Because it is. If you want to sexualize a nine-year-old, it's disgusting. I shouldn't say so. Somebody else shouldn't say so. Are you nuts? Of course it's gross. And then you hear people say, oh, those people on the political right, they want to ban books. Whoa. There's a difference between what happens in a school library and a public library. And there's certainly nothing wrong, I don't think, in saying in a public library, is this content, should it go here or should it go there? Well, if it goes there, you'll make it tougher for kids to find. Why do you want kids to find it? Why do you want an eight-year-old to watch and be able to look at graphic cartoon depictions of anal sex? Why? What's the point of that? Now, if a parent wants to show, it's a parent. Why do you want it in a school library? And can't the parents say, yeah, we don't do that here. We don't do that. If you want to show your kid, I'll go, hey, but we don't, we don't put that in the school library. That's somehow hateful to children? That's somehow a problem? That's book uh, banning? You sound so silly. You sound silly. You're not liberal. You're illiberal. You are not in favor of parental rights. You believe that the parental rights should be limited. Get it straight. You're the bad guys, progressives. You're the freaking squares, man. You're the man. Kids have to do this. Kids have to do that. We have to show them this. We have to show them that. You don't believe in the parent. You don't believe in the home. You only believe in the state doing what's best. Somehow the parent's not qualified. Holy cow. The state. You mean government. You mean force. You mean the barrel of a gun. That's what you mean, you freaks. You're the square. You're the man. We're the counterculture. And we're not interested in you coming at our kids. And we'd rather fight you in the streets. I am surprised that it's so difficult for people to get this one. Eight-year-olds having access to those kinds of cartoon books is weird. And people who support that are weird. And people who support drag queens singing to kids are weird. And people who have Pride Day in a school are weird. And you as the parent and the adult can do something about that. I'm Tony Katz.
Target has again been downgraded, and everybody is talking about it. Target was not ready for this when they decided to have their Pride clothing. They're going to celebrate Pride Month, and they're going to have clothing for kids, including bathing suits, to help girls tuck their... Wait, 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 girls don't have anything to, to tuck. Why would they? Oh, oh, you're getting into that. You're, you're about pushing the idea that children can decide their gender. You too, Target. Et tu, Target. Screw you. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. And we were, we were just discussing uh, the madness, and as we've been discussing, uh, the madness of what's going on societally. Children, of course, can't make this decision. The, the, the idea that people want to push this on children, that is creepy. Children need to be protected more often than not from themselves and certainly need to be protected from these creepy weirdo adults. Go about protecting your kids. Go about protecting children from these people. Don't be afraid. Keep doing it. But this this decision on on the clothing was 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 madness because this has nothing to do with being gay. By the way, this is this is a much different conversation. And Target got downgraded. KeyBank had downgraded Target uh, in terms of, of of their stock. And one of the things they said it wasn't even about the insanity. It's a very interesting point that with this debt deal, with this deal on the debt limit. They have put an end to this idea of paying off the student loans. And because of that, people who go to college, who may then have extra dollars by which they go out there and and spend their money on Target, right? They're buying stuff for the dorm room and stuff for this and stuff for that. Well, that money's not there. So therefore, their money, the money they could be spending on Target amongst that age group is less that could be a reason for the downgrade. So they downgraded it because of, in, quote, increasing consumer headwinds over the next 12 to 18 months. Now, they brought it down to the student loan level. You and I both know this is an inflation conversation. You can't afford the other things. You're not going to be spending as much as you normally would in a, a, a Target, in, in their kind of store. You're not. If you're somebody who's trying to figure out how you're going to put food on the table because of the increase in costs and you're already not buying steak, which Costco explained to us, the CFO said, we're seeing reductions in those things. People are looking for cheaper cuts of meat because of the cost of everything. Well, then you're going to see it here too. So they may say student loans, but we all know it's inflation. We all live in the real world. Elon Musk got into the conversation saying that Target should expect lawsuits over the the clothing line conversation because they destroyed shareholder value. That's very interesting. If you were somebody who had target stock and you saw what they did, you saw what they were doing as a company, and you saw this as a significant pain point. Look how they just harmed us. Look how they harmed my retirement. Just to give you an idea, May 17th, Target stock was at 160. I think the open today was 1, 130. Was that the open today? 
I think I think that was I think that was the open today. I think the low in the 52 week, yeah, there it is. The 52 week low for Target was 126. And that's all in the last month. If I go six months, right, there had been some downslide. So February, for example, the stock was at 181. High of 183 was the high for the for the year for, for 2023. And so May 17th, it was at 160. You could argue that was inflationary pressure. So, uh, somebody who analyzes the market could say, no, it was actually this. It was that. It was supply chain. The stock could have some levels of fluctuation. But when you take a look at the sheer cliff that has come since May 17th, that's because Target, you know, wanted the bed. So what Elon Musk is saying is you did not protect the shareholder. This is an extremely important moment in understanding what ESG is, environmental social governance. The ESG people are not investing in companies based on whether or not the company is providing shareholder, stockholder value, but rather rather whether the company is adhering to specific ESG goals. Well, how many people of color do you have on your board? Uh, How many pronouns do you allow to be used? What kind of trainings have you had in order to uh, bring forth DEI? How many people on your DEI team? 17? Hmm, that's a fine number. Oh, 17? Hmm, I guess we have some work to do. Maybe that means less investment. Barron's has an article from May 30th. CEOs are earning big bucks for hitting ESG goals. Is it just another way to raise pay? That's the article. And it discusses that the CEO of Chipotle earned $17.2 million as CEO. But $2.1 million of the bonus was because Chipotle met some of its goals in environmental, social, and governance areas. It had nothing to do with how many burritos they sold. It had nothing to do with costs. It had nothing to do with the people who own Chipotle stock. It had to do with things that make no difference. As a matter of fact, could be detrimental to the stockholder. Aren't actually good for the business. But that's what you got to do to get the institutional dollars, which means your dollars, because if you have a 401k or other things, your money is getting invested. You're not sure of what that is. That's why you utilize these programs and professionals go about doing it and provide you a return. But if they're only interested in the return of their wokeness as opposed to a return of the dollar, that's not doing you any good. That's harming you. This is what Musk is saying. This is what Musk is saying. This is the argument. And I wonder if that's going to be the case. But the bigger question I've been asking is, is the target downfall permanent? And the answer is, I don't know. Because we don't have enough time yet under our belts. Just like we saw with Bud Light, I said, let's wait. Just like we saw with Bud Light, I said, let's hold off on the judgment. Let's see where it all goes. When they want to say, oh, look, they lost billions of dollars in their stock price. That's that's temporary. The, the stock could go back up 10 tomorrow. You don't know that. The question would be over a sustained period of time. Some months have you seen the, 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 the price remain low and therefore you can pinpoint exactly when the damage 
was done to the brand. And does that appear in other ways outside of the stock price? Like, for example, in actual sales of products. The stock price is a little bit more on the ether. What about the actual sale of products? Are they selling less clothing? Are they selling less sporting goods? Are they selling less this, that, and the other? Are sales month on month and then year on year down? I... I mean, I'm just asking, I think what is a rational question and a business guy might say, hey, you might wanna look at this or uh, an investor guy say, hey, look at that. But it's true. The stock price could be down, but the stores are still doing well. Do the stores suffer? Have they laid anybody off? Then I think we would know whether or not people are actually engaged in some level of boycott and whether or not there is some effect uh, going on from the response. But there is no doubt that there is a response. The response is very real. Target said to their customer base, go to hell. That's what happened. Target told the customer base to kiss off. And now it's up to the, tar- to, the to the customer base to decide whether to return. I, I, I said then, and I, and I still believe it now, man... You know, saying, oh, I'm not going to drink Bud Light anymore. I'm drinking Coors Light. That's an easy thing to do. That's just picking up this box with your right hand instead of that box with your left hand. That's easy. And you get why it's so effective. And Bud Light's really feeling it at this stage of the game. It certainly seems that way. Harder to tell somebody who's got a nine-month-old and a three-year-old, don't shop at Target. That's tough. And you got to admit that it's tough. It's not easy. So maybe it's a question of shop less. Maybe it's a question of find other stores like a Walmart or like an Amazon or like something else. Maybe it is shop, but don't buy these five products, these five brands. Maybe there's something in there. And maybe some people said, you know what? I really can live without it. I'm going to. I'm going to live without it. This is the way they learn. Now, the problem is so many of these people are so woke so often in so many places. And by the way, I disagree with everybody who says we can't use the term woke anymore. That's a leftist thing. Alyssa Farrah Griffin's pushing that. It's wrong. I saw Kennedy on Fox Business pushing that. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Well, it's, it's, it's a nebulous term and you can't really define it. How, how about we just define woke as garbage crap? How woke is hateful. Woke is bigotry. Because it's all of those things. It is a catch-all for progressive tactics to keep you from happiness. There. I don't know why I need to, to do this. They're the ones who brought us the term. They're the ones who absolutely wrecked it. They're the ones who pushed it everywhere. And now we make fun of them. I don't know why I have to stop making fun of them, utilizing a term that everybody knows is not something you want to be. Woke started as a terminology among certain members of black America. that You, get, you better be aware of what's going on. You better get woke. And then woke turned into a liberal uh, rallying cry about what a bigoted, awful, white supremacist nation we were. Then woke became this idea that everybody has to be fully aware and woke became anti-racism and woke became white fragility and woke became all these things. And then the right took it and said, woke means you're a scumbag. 
That's what that is what happened. I mean, we're going back to South Park and the flippity floppity flu. We're talking about how these things get taken and maneuvered. But the left utilized this term to do all these things to Americans, and now Americans can't say, <laughs> you said woke. You're such a geek. Can't do that anymore? I'm sorry. I I I, I reject the notion. I do. I, I absolutely reject it. So maybe Target will learn one day. Maybe uh, they won't. I, I I apply the same theory as to whether or not they'll learn to uh, the mayor of New York. That story is coming up. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. It's with discipline and we're executing on it. It is my vision uh, to take the next step to this, to go to the faith base. Uh, locales and then move to uh, private residents. Uh, there are residents who are suffering right now because of economic challenges. They have spare rooms. Uh, they have locales. And if we can find a way to get over the 30-day rule and other rules that government has in, in its place, we can take that $4.2 billion, $4.3 it may be now, that we potentially have to spend, and we can put it back in the pockets of everyday New Yorkers, everyday houses of worship, instead of putting it in the pockets of corporations. And some of those corporations come from outside our city. We should- That's the mayor of New York, Eric Adams. And he is discussing, look, we've got all these illegal immigrants. We have no place to put them. Uh, the Biden administration won't do anything about the border. I know that uh, news media doesn't talk about the border anymore since the lifting of Title 42, but things are just as bad, if not worse, in a multiplicity of places, no matter what they reported on that first weekend. We can't handle all these people. We can't put these people in hotels. We can't keep up with it. What if What if we turn the whole city into a giant Airbnb and we paid the residents to house illegal immigrants? Tony Katz, Tony Katz, today, it's good to be with you. There are going to be people who he's talking about who are down on their luck, people who are having a hard economic time, and they're going to say, you know what, I'm going to take advantage of this. And one of those people is going to get harmed because we don't know who's coming across the border. We don't have a good grip on these things. We don't have it all together. And what happens when one of those people, incentivized by their government, pushed to house this person about that, house that person, is killed? What happens at that moment? I, I, you voted for this guy. Maybe Eric Adams has to get much tougher in his conversations that the Biden administration isn't doing the job that they are sizzling hot garbage when it comes to to the border but his whole place sucks that's right it sucks maybe he does have to get louder but i don't think the answer is hey we're going to make this into a jobs program by rescinding rules that already make it difficult for people to utilize their property in a way they want to, like, for example, make money from it. But now we'll rescind the rules because we, the government, have a problem. Man, that is precious stuff. I do worry about somebody getting hurt. Representative Maliotakis on Fox Business. 
Well, of course I'm not a fan of this plan. It's absolutely outrageous. Not only does New York City have a housing crisis, we have an affordability crisis. People are renting apartments in New York City for thousands and thousands of dollars. People are having difficulty paying their mortgage, paying their rent, keeping up with their property taxes that have increased year after year. And the mayor is now telling hardworking taxpayers that they need to pay so individual who crossed into our country illegally at the border last week can live rent-free. I mean, what planet are we living on? It's absolutely outrageous. And, and the mayor, I've said it before, needs to challenge, and he is, by the way, finally, after I've been calling for him for a year, to challenge this right to shelter law. The right to shelter law is this idea of, you got you to put people up. You got you to gotta do this. This is what happens when progressives, the woke, see how that comes back, says you have to do this, you have to do that, and you have to do the other. It can't actually be done. Now, can it? It can't actually be done. That's the issue. It can't be afforded. You don't have the space. That's all there is. Now, for Representative Meliotakis, I believe he does want to pay people as opposed to having people do this gratis. Um, But if you can change the rules for this, change the rules for a lot of things and allow people to have more use of their home to try and make money off of it as they see fit. That's how I would argue it. But New York's problem is a really important one to watch because this is America's problem. And as long as New York feels the brunt and these other cities feel the brunt, maybe it will put more pressure on the Biden administration to actually do something about it, which is why it was so important that illegal immigrants were sent to Martha's Vineyard and are sent to Kamala Harris's residence in D.C. and other places. So America sees that this problem is our problem, not Texas's problem. Find everything at TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz today. Tony Katz Today.